Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is your Times Daily World briefing on Sunday, the fifth of June. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Laura Cook. A musical extravaganza pays tribute to Queen Elizabeth II on day three of her Platinum Jubilee celebrations with a surprise appearance from a certain Peruvian bear. Happy Jubilee, man. And thank you for everything. That's very kind. And as commemorations are banned in Hong Kong, people in Taiwan mark the anniversary of Tiananmen Square. It is a responsibility for us Hong Kongers to continue to spread the awareness of this um, June 4th movement. The Times of London. Queen Elizabeth II has received the heartfelt thanks of her family and the nation during a Jubilee Platinum Party at the Palace, a musical extravaganza attended by tens of thousands of people with performances from the likes of Queen, Diana Ross and Duran Duran and also Paddington Bear, who finds out what the Queen really keeps in her handbag. Here's a flavour. Perhaps you would like a marmalade sandwich. I always keep one for emergencies. So do I. I keep mine in here. Oh. For later. Happy Jubilee, man. And thank you for everything. That's very kind. Thousands packed the mall outside Buckingham Palace to watch the event, some queuing for hours to get the best position, and there was no shortage of enthusiasm. Her grace and her elegance and her sense of fashion and how you know she chooses her colours so beautifully to make sure that she's people can see her, they can reach her, they can, you know, sort of embrace her. It's very beautiful. Very look at the people who've come out to celebrate, nice weather, people flying the flag beautiful to be here. I mean, I think after the years we've gone through, the woman herself and just the whole vibe, it's super special. Our reporter Josh Rom was there.
what I think was just so brilliant about the concert was the eclectic mix of artists you had. You had legends like Sir Elton John in a pre-recorded VT. You had Diana Ross live on stage. You had Sir Rod Stewart. You had Craig David. But then you also had people from the world of pop, Jax Jones, Sig Gala, Ella Rare. And then you also had Andrew Lloyd Webber and Lin-Manuel Miranda playing the piano. You had performances from the casts of The Lion King. Everything was there and it was a real celebration. Everyone was paying tribute to Her Majesty, wanting to thank her for her 70 years of selfless, glorious service. The Queen was unable to attend as she continues to suffer with mobility issues, but her eldest son, heir to the throne, Prince Charles, ended proceedings with this moving tribute. Your Majesty, Mummy. The scale of this evening's celebration and the outpouring of warmth and affection over this whole Jubilee weekend is our way of saying thank you. Thank you from your family, the country, the Commonwealth, in fact, the whole world. The fourth and final day of the Platinum celebrations will see millions gather for patriotic street parties, picnics and barbecues, with more than 85,000 big Jubilee lunches being held across the UK. Then some 10,000 people, including a cast of 6,000 performers, will take part in a three-kilometre carnival procession from Horse Guards along Whitehall to Admiralty Arch and down the Mall to Buckingham Palace, where it is hoped the Queen will be well enough to make an appearance. We head now to Ukraine, where several explosions have rocked the city of Kyiv. It comes as Ukraine reported on Saturday it had recaptured a swathe of the battlefield city of Sieverdonetsk, where intense fighting has continued. Meanwhile, as the claim can't be independently verified, Moscow has said its own forces were making gains there. It's been the first time Kyiv has claimed to have launched a big counter-attack in Sieverdonetsk after days of yielding ground there. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said that the terrible consequences of war could be stopped if Moscow ordered its troops to stop fighting in eastern Ukraine. This can no longer be fixed because this war is already going on. But the terrible consequences of this war can be stopped at any moment. The Russian army can stop burning down churches. The Russian army can stop destroying cities. The Russian army can stop killing children if one person in Moscow simply gives such an order. And the fact that there is still no such order is obviously a humiliation for the whole world. Both sides have claimed to have inflicted huge casualties in the fighting for the small industrial city, a battle that military experts say could determine which side has the momentum for a prolonged war of attrition in coming months. Ukrainian Defence Minister Oleksiy Reznikov said on Saturday, while it was impossible to predict when the war would end, my optimistic prognosis is that it's realistic to achieve this as early as this year. Elsewhere in the diplomatic arena, Kyiv rebuked French President Emmanuel Macron after he said in an interview, we must not humiliate Russia so that the day when the fighting stops, we can build an exit ramp through diplomatic means. In response, Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba tweeted, calls to avoid humiliation of Russia can only humiliate France and every other country that would call for it.
Meanwhile, as Ukraine prepares for its Football World Cup qualifier against Wales, Captain Alexander Zinchenko broke down as he spoke about his country. Every Ukrainian wants one thing, to stop this war. I've spoken with people from all around the world, from different countries, and also some Ukrainian kids who just don't understand what is happening back in Ukraine. They only want the war to stop. They have one dream, to stop the war. When it comes to football, the Ukrainian team have their own dream. We want to go to the World Cup. We want to give incredible emotions to the Ukrainian people because Ukrainians deserve it so very much at this moment. On the way, arrests are made as people gather to commemorate the anniversary of Tiananmen Square. And Leon, the missing sled dog, is found after three months being lost in Alaska. The Times of London. Six people have been arrested in Hong Kong as the public gathered to commemorate the 33rd anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. They were detained near Victoria Park, where a vigil was going to be held. Saturday marked the anniversary of Chinese troops opening fire to end the student-led unrest in and around the square in central Beijing. China's never provided a full death toll from the events of June the 4th, 1989, but human rights groups and witnesses say the figure could run into thousands. China has effectively banned Hong Kong's annual vigil, with activists being threatened with five-year prison sentences. Heavy security with sniffer dogs have been deployed to prevent any sign of protest there. Elsewhere in Taiwan, hundreds of people gathered in Taipei to mark the anniversary. Marilyn is a Hong Konger living in the country. She says she's grateful they're allowed to come together. Um, I think it's really nice that we get to do this in Taiwan because now that Hong Kong is banned, they cannot go to the Victoria Park to like commemorate this event anymore. And so it is a responsibility for us Hong Kongers to continue to spread the awareness of this um, June 4th movement. Activists in Taipei assembled a new version of the Pillar of Shame. It's a statue commemorating Tiananmen protesters that a leading Hong Kong university removed in December from its campus, where it had stood for more than two decades. America's largest baby formula plant is restarting production, four months after being shut down because of contamination. Abbott, which is in Michigan, closed in February and recalled its formula products after reports of bacteria infections in a number of infants, which led to the deaths of two babies. The closure, coupled with global supply chain issues, led to acute shortages in formula across the US, leading President Joe Biden to invoke the Defence Production Act to increase domestic production of formula. He also ordered the Pentagon to fly in shipments from overseas. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration says it's confident more product can quickly hit U.S. stores, but admitted it will be weeks until formula supplies are back to normal. Abbott has always said there's no conclusive evidence linking its products to infant illnesses or deaths. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. Now with the latest sport, here's Tom Clayton. One of the remaining qualification places at the World Cup is up for grabs as Ukraine face Wales in Cardiff. The playoff was delayed due to the war, but Ukraine successfully came through a tie against Scotland to set up the decisive match. Defender Alexander Zinchenko says he wants to bring huge emotions to the people of Ukraine. Meanwhile, midfielder Ruslan Malinovsky says they've had well wishes from the front lines. 
a lot of messages we we had from the soldiers, from the civilian, normal people, from uh, from the friends which are on the board now to protect our country, and we know for what we play today. And uh, we said before the game that guys, we need to give maximum, and uh, in the end we will see we win or or we lose. Well, the winner in Cardiff goes into the group along with England, the USA and Iran. The final places will be decided on June the 13th when one of the UAE or Australia will face Peru and a day later when Costa Rica face New Zealand. The World Cup in Qatar officially kicks off on November the 21st. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. The legendary singer Mariah Carey is being sued over her 1994 festive hit All I Want for Christmas Is You. Songwriter Andy Stone, who performs as Vince Vance, claims he co-wrote a song with the same title five years earlier, despite it having different lyrics and melodies. He has accused Carey, her co-writer and Sony Music Entertainment, of having illegally exploited his popularity and unique style and caused confusion by recording the newer song without his permission. But Anjanette Levy, a reporter and host at the Law and Crime Network, doesn't think he has much of a case. I don't think it's a, a copy per se or a ripoff per se, um, but it, it sounds only just a little bit similar. So he may have um, a tough case to make there. Andy Stone's lawyers have already reached out to Sony trying to make some type of deal or to rectify this situation, uh, but it sounds like Sony wasn't willing to pay out. And finally, he went missing for three months in a 938-mile race across Alaska. But now Leon, the sled dog, has been found. Leon was competing in the Iditarod, a race that takes place every year in March, taking mushes and their dogs through wilderness, across frozen rivers and sea ice on the western coast and along two mountain ranges. He disappeared from a checkpoint nearly 150 miles into the competition, but efforts by the organisers to track him down proved unfruitful. Then on Saturday, more than 120 miles away from where he escaped, he was finally captured. He'll be heading home to France soon with his musher, Sebastien dos Santos Borges. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday, the 5th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.